Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 493 for the 8th of Nissan in a regular year. There's this Pixar movie that came out in 2020 called Soul. It's a really cute movie. It's a, if you're familiar with Pixar, you know it's an animated film. And it follows this jazz musician who dies in this freakish accident and in a way that is extremely unexpected and that he actually feels is premature. So how do we know that he feels it's premature? Because we actually follow his soul after this accident and we follow the soul as it traverses across, you know, the worlds that we know it, the world of the living into the world of the souls. And the whole movie, it gets very philosophical, you know, like what's the point of life? What's the point of reality? What is a soul? You know, stuff like that. And you really see this this experience of the soul. Now, do the ideas align with Judaism? Um, you know, it's arguable. <laughs> like, you know, there might be some ideas there, but there's, you know, the, the, it, it doesn't really get to, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it mirrors the ideas of uh, of the purpose of life or what a soul is in accordance with the Tanya. But what I find, the reason why I'm bringing it up today is because today also we are going to be discussing the realm of the souls. So what I think is interesting about the movie is that even, you know, for Hollywood to come out with such a movie where there's like this real acknowledgement of the soul and the acknowledgement of the experience of the soul as a true being, as a true entity, I think is really interesting and very profound. Today, we're going to look at that experience of the soul from a Jewish perspective, from the Tanya perspective, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, spiritual worlds. So we started talking about this yesterday. We started talking about the world of Bria, the world of Yetzira, how the world of Bria has to do with the intellect, the world of Yetzira has to do with emotions, emotional service of God. Um, and we're going to talk about this in terms of souls today, in terms of what do our souls experience? Uh, what do different types of souls experience um, based on the Torah and mitzvahs that they do, based on the level of soul that they're at, and what this is all about. So it's a little bit of an esoteric um, uh, portion today. So we'll get straight into the text. I'll try to explain to the best of my ability what's going on as we go. And it's the way that I like to think about this is just to give you a little bit of a glimpse of the effects of your actions, uh, of your service of God on your soul and what you can allow your soul to experience based on your actions. So let's get into the text and see how the Ultra Rebbe explains this. And for context, we're in the middle of chapter 39 today, which we began yesterday. 
And as a preface, first of all, today's episode really follows yesterday's episode in uh, a lot of ways. It's kind of like a more detailed explanation of yesterday's episode. So please go back and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't already. It's pretty essential to understand today. And another thing that I wanted to mention before we begin, there's another map that I want you guys to keep in mind. So we started talking about maps yesterday. So map yesterday, we, we spoke about the map of the worlds, the four worlds. And today, to best understand today's episode, it'd be good to give a very brief synopsis of the general, very general, I emphasize general, map of the soul, or rather to be more precise, the different levels of the soul. So in general, the soul can be divided up into three general levels, the levels, uh, the level of neshama, the level of ruch, and the level of nefesh. That's in brief. So the neshama is the highest part, the ruch is the middle part, and the Nefesh is the lower part. There's a lot more to say about it, but I'll keep it simple for today. I don't want to go on too many tangents. So now the altar of it says that when we talk about this, this, uh, you know, the, the tzaddikim dwelling in Bria, which is something we discussed in yesterday's episode. So again, please go back and review yesterday's episode. It's, it's pretty essential to understand today's episode properly. So the altar rabbi tells us today that when we spoke about the tzaddikim dwelling in Bria, we're specifically talking about the neshama level of the souls of these tzaddikim, which these neshamos, because neshamos also, they, they have to do with intellect. That's the intellectual aspect of the soul. They are in an aspect of what's called mochin de gadlut, which is like a, a, a great mind, a a superior mind, like having a superior sense of God. But the, the Ruach of the Tzaddikim, which the Ruach is is more of the emotional aspect of the soul, as well as all of the Neshamos, now again, this higher part of the Neshama, the Neshamos of the rest of the Jews that served God out of love and fear that is hidden inside their heart of all Jews, do not go up to this level of Bria, but only on Shabbos and on Rosh Chodesh. And they rise up there through a pillar that goes from the lower Gan Eden to the higher Gan Eden. So it's sort of like this like elevator that lifts them up from lower Gan Eden to higher Gan Eden, which is the higher Gan Eden is, is Bria, which is called higher Gan Eden, in order to really delight in God and to enjoy the ray, the bask in the ray of the of of the Shechina. So before we go on, let's just understand that a little bit. So basically what the altar is saying here is that when we're talking this whole time about how, you know, men and, and the souls of Tzaddikim and everything, they rise up to the level of Bria where angels are in that lower world of Yetzirah. So the altar is being a little bit more specific here. And he's saying that this level of the, the Tzaddikim that rises up to the level of Bria, this is only true for the highest level of their souls, which is the level of Neshama. Whereas the lower level, the level of Ruach of these Tzaddikim, as well well as the higher level, the neshama of regular Jews, meaning to say, what do we mean by regular Jews? Jews who don't serve God out of this like superior intellects that we were talking about, but rather they serve God out, out of this like innate fear and love that, that every Jew has. They do not rise up to this level of Bria, at least not always, but only occasionally. When do they get to rise up to there? They rise up to there specifically on Shabbos and on Rosh Chodesh. So it's like a special thing. We get to do this special ride. Every Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, we are taken up in an elevator from the lower Gan Eden to the higher Gan Eden to experience what it is that these tzaddikim are experiencing. And so what is it that they're experiencing in this higher Gan Eden, in, in this world of Bria? So they are basking in the ray of the Shekhinah. So what does this mean? So... And in this world of Bria, what happens is the level of pleasure and enjoyment that that a person has is 
going to be in accordance to what they were able to understand. So it's in accordance with our with their intellect. So if a person understands more, then they will experience more pleasure and less, less pleasure. Because it's kind of like, you know, like a very simple analogy of this is like, let's say any kind of art form, let's say, let's say we're talking about music or a painting or something like that. The more a person has an appreciation of the art form, whether it's music or painting or whatever it is, the more joy and pleasure they're going to derive out of experiencing this art form. So, so too, the more educated these people are in terms of learning about God, the greater and deeper their appreciation will be. And so now the ultra is going to address this, this idea that those souls that have this chus, have the, the merit to be able to rise up above the angels, even though they didn't actually serve God out of this intellectual love and fear, but rather it was just out of this more natural, innate kind of love and fear. This is because this love and fear that they had caused them to actually subdue the sitra achra, the other side that that is vested within their bodies. Whether we're talking about subduing actual bad to rule over their taivas and to break the, break them, like rule over their desires and break them. So to, to prevent people basically from doing something that's against the will of God or to get them to actually do something good. So what does this mean basically? Is that these people, unlike angels, are what are called balei prira. So they are, they have free free will, free choice. They could choose bad and they, God forbid, but rather they chose good to be able to subdue the sitra achra and to thereby cause an elevation of God's glory to be elevated throughout the entire world, like the advantage of light over darkness. So Again, we, we talked about this previously, this idea that like if you're in a really, really dark room and then you turn on the light, you're going to appreciate that light so much more than if you were to just turn on a light in a room that's already light and lit up. So what the ultra basically is saying here is that humans have this unique capacity and ability to even even if they're not serving God out of this like really higher intellectual form of coming to understand God on a deep level and all that kind of stuff, if they're merely serving God out of an innate sense of love and fear of God, that's still pretty amazing because it means that they're basically using and channeling this love and fear of God to have them be in control of their impulses and to choose to do the right thing. So they had, they like angels don't have that choice. Angels are dictated by their nature to serve God and to do exactly what God wants them to do. They're slaves to God's will. We don't, we're not slaves to God's will. We could do whatever we want. We have choices that we encounter at all times. And so if we actually choose with our choice to do the right thing, as opposed to do something that's against the will of God, this is an amazing thing because this is the, again, the light, the advantage of light over darkness in a very dark place. So this causes a very big ripple effect in causing the the subjugation of the collective sitra like the more global sitra the other side, and to cause the glory of God to be elevated. So now the ultra bit is going to stipulate another little point in terms of this map and how the, all of this work. Is he says that all of this is in concern to the dwelling place of the souls themselves and in terms of their place as well as their station. So meaning to say what's the difference between their place and station is, again, we said that these different different souls have different dwelling places, but then there's also different stations at which they could be. So you could have, for example, a soul of somebody who serves God out of this more innate, natural kind of love and fear. So their their dwelling place is in this 
lower realm of Yetzirah, let's say, but on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, we already talked about that they could actually go up, move up to the station, like through that like elevator pillar type of thing to the world of Bria. So now they're in the station of Bria. So that makes sense. So all of this, the Altar says, so far we've been discussing the realm of the souls, the dwelling place and the stations of the souls. But now when it comes to their Torah and to their service, the their Torah and their service, that's another story. And their Torah and their service becomes encompassed, truly encompassed in the 10 spheres, which what does this mean? The 10 spheres, this is the aspect of godliness and the light of the in self, the infinite light becomes totally unified with these things with utmost unity. Meaning to say that the, well, there's the 10 spheres of the world of Bria, which uh, which this happens through the service that comes out of love and fear that is intellectual in nature. And then there's the 10 spheres of Yitzhira that that correspond to the love and fear that is more innate in nature. Now, here's the interesting thing. So we've been talking about these different worlds that are higher and lower. There's the world of Yitzhira and the world of Bria, and they're on these different levels. But when we talk, we talk about the spheros, which are really the composite, what makes up these worlds, then the spheros have this interesting kind of like Russian doll quality to them where they're each encompassed in the next. There's kind of like this like direct chain light reaction, chain like reaction of them to the top. So what I mean by this is, and this is what the ultra explains, is that within these spheros, whether we're talking about the spheros of Bria or whether we're talking about the spheros of Yitzira, within these spheros are vested the 10 spheros of Atsilos, which again, Atsilos is that highest level, that highest world. And Thus, they are totally united with them, like completely. Like again, thinking back to that Russian doll analogy, if you lift up a Russian doll, you're holding within it all of the layers of that Russian doll. So even if you don't necessarily see that innermost layer of the Russian doll, it's there when you're lifting it around. So so too is that level of Atsilus present, the, the Yud spheres of Atsilus, the 10 spheres of Atsilus are present within and contained within the 10 spheres of the other worlds as well. And not only that, but the 10 spheres of Atsilus, they are totally unified completely with that which they emanate from, which is God. Because remember, if we go back to that original world that we talked about, that original world of the highest world of Atsilus, that's the world of emanation, where God and his creations are one and the same. And again, going back to the birthing analogy, that's the level at which the baby is only in potential to be born. So the baby, like once that baby is conceived inside of the mother, there's a difference between the baby and the mother. But before the baby is conceived, there's, there is no difference. The baby is one with, with its parents. There is no difference at all. And so that is the reality of, of Attila. So when we say that these 10 spheros of Bria and the 10 spheros of of, of uh, Yetzira are vested within the 10 spheres of Atsilas, we're basically saying that they're, they're, they're connected totally with their emanator, with God himself. And now the altar says, this is not the case with the souls. So he's making a very clear distinction here between the souls, which do not become totally encompassed within godly, the godliness of the 10 spheres, but rather they just stand in these different chambers and these different dwelling places of Bria or Itzira. So the souls do move from level to level. And when a soul is in Bria, it's in Bria. When it's in Itzira, it's in Itzira. And it's very specific in these different ways. And it enjoys and it basks in the ray of the Shechina in every level that it's at, depending on whatever level it's in. And this radiance that it's experiencing is the light of God, which is unified with the 10 spheres of Bria or Itzira. And this is the the radiance of their Torah and their service, their actual Torah and service. 
because the reward for the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. So that's the end of this section. And so it might sound a little bit cryptic, but we'll try to understand it to the best of our ability. So basically the ultra is making a distinction between the souls versus the Torah and the, the service that the souls did. And so what's he's basically saying is he's saying that the souls, like different souls, they are able to surpass the angels in terms of their level, whether it's like a regular kind of surpassing where like the their dwelling places in this higher world of Bria kind of that, that's where they dwell or if it's just occasionally on Shabbos and Yom Tov but regardless of whatever level the soul is at it's basking there in the radiance of the Torah and service that it did here on earth and now the second thing that the altar Rebbe talks about is this Torah and service that the soul performs here on earth and that this Torah and service that the soul performed here on earth does not just have like a dwelling place that's like static in that same way that that's where it's where it is it's a little bit more it's deeper than that because the the service and the torah that the person performed becomes unified with the world with the essential makeup of that world which is the 10 spheros of that world and those the 10 spheros of whichever world we're talking about whether it's yitzira or bria that those 10 spheros contain within them the 10 spheros of Atsilus because they're all interconnected. They all come from the same place. Again, like that Russian doll analogy, which comes to mind for me. And that world of Atsilus, if we remember that, that is merely an emanated world, which means that it's totally unified with God. So that basic, what it's basically saying in common English is that our Torah and mitzvahs that we do are become totally encompassed within God once we reach that level of the soul level and as uh and and then our reward as souls when we get to that level where we see things in this more clearer state is we get to experience this unity of our Torah and mitzvahs and we get to experience the way that this Torah and mitzvahs became encompassed with God ultimately and we experience it to different degrees depending on what world we're at but whatever world we're experiencing it at the reality of what has happened to the Torah and mitzvahs is the same is that it's really become encompassed in something which is beyond level but and rather within God himself and 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 this is this is how the altar concluded this idea of you know the the reward for the mitzvah is mitzvah mitzvah itself because the utmost reward that we get is this enjoyment that we get of the fruits of our labor that we did in this world to whatever degree we're holding at so i hope that was clear i know it was a lot today a lot of maps and a lot of different ideas and we're going to be continuing with this chapter tomorrow there's a few more days that we'll be focusing on this chapter so stick with it and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.